Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing another review of the uh, Diet Obsessed, not Diet Obsessed, that's my podcast, uh, Diet Starts Tomorrow uh, from Betches. And I actually finally pulled the trigger and signed up for their subscription, which means I'm paying $2.99 a month, but it is well worth it. I really love their content. I love the guests that they have on. I find new people to follow on Instagram because of that. Uh, so we're going to be getting into the topic of this specific one was Aileen starts counting calories again. And so I was just really curious about that topic. I'm actually getting ahead of a few podcasts today because I'm going to be traveling to Los Angeles soon for some other work. And so I just wanted to kind of get ahead. Um, I did want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the people out there who have uh, rated and and reviewed and subscribed to this podcast. Um, I just took a look the other day to read some of the reviews and I was a little bit scared to see if there was any backlash over the fact that we talk about weight loss and we talk about, you know, some of these kind of somewhat taboo topics, if you will, at this, at this juncture in our society. Um, but I've gotten some really lovely comments. And even if you, you know, have negative comments, I'm very open to hearing, um, you know, uh, in an upcoming episode that's going to be um, released before this one, I talk about, you know, Melissa Urban and how she she really takes in comments and she, you know, wants to get better. And, and I think we all do. All of us who are kind of just in this diet culture mentality, I think we're all kind of self-correcting and looking at the way we speak about things and looking at the way that we do things and, you know, just trying to improve and, and make it not so, um, so focused on the scale and the number and, and, but being true to ourselves and, and really what's important to us. So, so anyway, so thank you to everyone out there. Um, who has commented on an Instagram post or follows me on Instagram. I do really appreciate it. Uh, you know, this is a brand new page that I started. This is obviously a new podcast. It's a whole new thing for me. And, you know, it, it, was scary to put myself out there. Um, so for anyone out there who wants to do something that's a little bit scary, you know, I'm here to say, go for it. You know, even if it's embarrassing to put yourself out there, because I've, you know, the first few episodes, I was like cringing, kind of almost a wanting people I know to hear, but also afraid of for people that I know to hear this. So anyway, I, I am glad that I've done it. I, I find I, I'm getting bolder and bolder with each episode that gets released. And, um, you know, I'm just trying new things. And I just think that that's important that we grow and we become the people that we want to be, no matter how scary it may be. So so anyway, so let's get into the episode. So this one, so Aileen kind of starts out talking about, I mean, she's a new mom. And she's super excited because her child is now sleeping. She said that the last three nights she's gotten rest. So she's feeling really positive. She's been moving her body. You know, she feels like a person again. And, you know, for all the parents out there, I give you all the credit in the world. It, you know, I don't have children. You know, I've never had that maternal instinct inside me. It looks like, and I'm sure it is the hardest job in the world. I don't know how you do it, especially, um, you know, if, if you if you're a single parent 
you know, if you are, are trying to work a career and take care of your kids, because obviously staying home with children is a full-time job. I mean, I just, I don't know how you do it, but I give you a lot of credit for it. So, so anyway, so Sammy agrees, you know, she understands how critical sleep is. Um, and, you know, she talked about how she went out to dinner with her friend, Emily, who's a writer, and her kids are a little bit older, 12 and 13. But Emily had a non-negotiable. She said she had a, a nurse or a nanny that stayed up at night with her kids so that she could get a full night's sleep. And she's obviously, you know, very privileged to have that, you know, but it made a huge difference. And, you know, Aileen's like, yeah, that would be nice. You have to be a, a rich person to do that. I mean, Aileen seems like she probably should be, uh, you know, wealthier than most, but that's apparently a whole nother level. I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm, I've am i heard childcare is incredibly expensive, and I'm sure having a, an actual nurse who actually stays up overnight with your child, I'm sure that's incredibly expensive. But, you know, Aileen's been doing it herself. Um, she said that... Um, you know, there's there's all of these things like this mom somnia that people get. So even when your child is, you know, hasn't woken up, you still get up fearing that your child is waking up. So I'm sure, you know, motherhood having a, the whole thing just takes a toll on your body, your mentality, your sleep cycle, all of it. Um, but she was, you know, used to getting up, going through it. And now that her, you know, her little baby is sleeping now, she's able to go out for walks. She said she's moving. But she also said that she has had an urge to track and like basically write down, you know, how often she's walking. Um, I guess she has this um, plan to live better journal. And there's a habit tracker. And she's like had this this tendency, this yearning to want to write that she walked three times a week and kind of cross it off. Um, but she, you know, she, she's trying to talk herself out of that because that's tied to old behaviors that she doesn't want to go back to. And, you know, she, she's just reminding herself that this is just something she wants to do. Like getting up and wanting to move your body, that should be intuitive. It shouldn't be about, oh, I have to do this to burn calories and it's a thing that you check off. Um, and Sammy was kind of like, you know, just just – understood her yearning to do that because Sammy felt like, you know, sometimes crossing something off is actually better than doing it. Now, this is a habit I've never gotten into. I've never been someone that wanted to track calories, that wanted to track my food intake. I did try it once. I Like when my boyfriend and I had gained all this weight over the pandemic and we both started wanting to feel, you know, wanting to lose weight. He, he's a tracker. He'll write everything down. And just because he was, I started to do that too. And I, I became psychotic about it. I was, I, I don't know. I, I started tracking calories and I hate doing that. I, I don't think it's a good thing to do. Um, I did find I was getting a little psychotic about it, how I didn't want to eat that because I'd have to write it down. And I don't know. That's just, it, it honestly did not work at all for me. I, I finally stopped doing it. Uh, I do know that for, for some people, accountability like that is good. And I th- like we used to ask people to do it back when I used to work in that weight loss company in the past. And we, we'd, we'd want people to journal all their food. We would check their journal. And some people would resist it. Some people hated doing it as well. And, you know, a lot of people would come in with chicken scratching and, you know. I, I just think it works for some people and it doesn't work for, for other people. Uh, a lot of people have used this like MyFitnessPal, um, 
you know, I've never used that, but Aileen has been using it. So, so basically Aileen's been working with a registered dietitian. She's been going to, uh, that a registered dietitian, registered dietitian from Kulina Health. And we've done an episode in the past on them. Uh, and so, you know, her, her dietitian was like, you know, don't, don't, you know, track like a crazy person, just, you know, take some pictures, you know, maybe start just lightly tracking. But then what Aileen started doing was double tracking. Not only was she like taking the pictures, but then she started counting calories and doing that on the fitness pal. And again, I've never done that, but apparently like you look things up on there and write down the caloric intake and it, you know, it helps you track everything. Um, and so the, the dietitian just said, you know, you don't need to do that. Only do it if it really feels good. It's, you know, tracking is just not a forever thing. Sometimes it's just a thing some people do just to understand actually what they're intaking in a current day and so that they can reflect on it and look at it. Um, but she's like, if it doesn't work for you, don't do it. And so Aileen was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just do it lightly. Uh, I'll, I'll just do this for myself. And then what she noticed is that she started binging desserts again and going into this like scavenger mode at night, which again, I totally relate to that because binging at night has always been my issue. Um, and, and I totally get that scat, like looking constantly, just stalking the kitchen. It's, it's nothing is enough. Like you can't get enough inside you. And then Sammy, uh, related to that and said, you know, it's like basically like, grazing on steroids. And so um, that was my dog screeching in the back. Don't mind that. Uh, And so, so Sammy understood kind of like what she was going through and what she was doing. Um, Aileen knew it was anxiety. You know, she could tell that she was, you know, half standing in the kitchen grazing. And so again, her, her dietitian told her, you know, don't do that. It's, it's, if it's causing binging, don't do it. Um, you know, stop, you know, it's just not necessary to track. Um, but then Elaine was like, well, how will you know, you know, how will you know what I ate? And so again, she started to casually track. Um, but, but, but then she said, she said what, what happened was when she wrote everything down and then she sent it to the dietitian, she had this immediate urge to go and eat something. And so that's what's the point. She's like, okay, she's, she like was able to tie the tracking to unhealthy behaviors. And she's like, okay, that's it. I'm never tracking again. And, you know, her dietitian was like, that's okay. You know, all of her successful clients don't track. Um, so, you know, so Aileen was like, I just need to remember to trust myself again. You know, she had, she'd gotten back into like this really intuitive way of eating, not needing to track. Um, so, you know, she was, she was feeling confident again, but she, she was like, it's so crazy how fast that came back, how the urge to binge came back so quickly when she started tracking. Um, and I think, you know, that's a big part of, of what this journey has been for Aileen and Sammy and, you know, the diet starts tomorrow team is basically just like understanding your, yourself better, like looking at your own behaviors, understanding what's going to work for you and what's not. And, you know, because everyone's so different and what might work for one person might not work for another. So then Sammy, um, you know, Sammy was like, gave her credit. She's like, it's great you noticed, you know, instead of having to track, you know, and, and some people can and some people can't, you know, it's good that you noticed that you had like this high from tracking, but it wasn't healthy. Um, you know, and she knew that that was the cornerstone of the problem for her, 
you know, and, and she even catches herself now that, you know, when she looks back at her day of eating and it's 5 p.m., and she's kind of cataloging like everything that she's eaten and kind of doing just like a mental track, if you will, that she gets the urge to like say, okay, uh, like turn off eating at a certain time. And so that her catalog is complete in her head, um, you know, instead of, you know, asking like, oh, you know, what am I going to have next? And so, you know, so they kind of summed it up with like, if you have a disordered relationship with eating, or if you ever had one you know, that some of these issues might affect you differently than other people, you know, and, and what Aileen was, was looking at was the difference between, you know, disordered eating versus disordered tracking. And, and Sammy was just like, what's the difference? And Aileen feels that she's gotten over her disordered pattern of eating, you know, because, and she feels that way because she's not afraid to eat specific foods anymore. You know, like she she's noticed that her mentality around food has definitely changed for the more positive, you know, so she's not labeling foods good or bad anymore. You know, she doesn't automatically think that if she eats this specific food, it's going to make her fat or not going to make her fat. You know, she's not trying to eat diet food. You know, she's, she's not choosing foods just because they're diet foods necessarily. You know, she's she's paying attention to what she wants. Um and and Sammy was like, well, how long were you counting for? Like, how long were you doing this tracking for? And Aileen was actually doing it for a month, which was a lot longer than Sammy had anticipated. But she realized that the longer that she, she was doing that tracking, that she ended up moving away from the intuitive way of eating she's worked so hard at. Um, for example, like she would have eggs again. Like if she had had eggs the previous morning, she would just have them again because it was easier to track because she knew the calories, she knew the content in it. So what I'm assuming, I don't know if, have, have any of you out there used MyFitnessPal? I'm assuming because she's like, she said she didn't have oatmeal one day because she didn't want to have to look it up. So what I'm imagining is MyFitnessPal is like you, I'm, I'm going to go look at it after this podcast, but I'm just curious, but um, I guess you have to like look it up and maybe it tells you the caloric content and maybe the breakdown in fiber and, and macros I'm imagining. Um, but she, she like specifically chose not to have oatmeal because she didn't want to have to go and look it up and track it differently than her eggs. She was kind of being a little bit lazy about that, but also it, it, it was like, it went against her her intuition because she really wanted oatmeal. She didn't want eggs, but she was just doing it for tracking. Um, so once so once she realized that again, she stopped tracking, and then she immediately went and made oatmeal and enjoyed it. You know, so so she feels that having a dietitian, you know, that tells her that look, all foods are good. You don't have to label things good or bad. Um, you know, and, and it's just been helpful to like keep her focused on that mentality. You know, she does feel that, you know, intuitive eating really has helped her, has healed her. Um, you know, she no longer has guilt around having dessert. Um, you know, so, so Sammy was like, just totally related to that, you know, cause Sammy also used to be that person that would track things and get kind of weird, you know, f around food and around people when food was around because of the, you know, because of what being so restrictive and counting what, what all those like unnatural behaviors lead to. And so, you know, what Sammy related was that counting sometimes leads her to romanticize food. 
uh, you know, like, oh, I, ha- I still have room to have such and such. And, you know, and, and actually, and I totally relate to this. She said, the most disappointing part of not having a disordered way of eating is it's boring. You know, it's not exciting to eat anymore. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it, you know, the intuitive way is more, it's about fuel over excitement. It's, it's not, you know, oh, this meal is going to be the best meal that I'm ever going to have. And it's, it's going to have this and then I'm going to have that. It's, you know, cause I, I mean, I still like to do that, but you know, during the week though, I do, I mean, I, I look forward to that on the weekends. You know, th- this is how I personally like my balance. I like to eat structured and pretty boring through the week. And then I like to have some excitement on the weekends where I'm looking forward to something different, something fried, something delicious, something indulgent. Um, so, and, and I don't know if I, I would imagine Sammy still feels that way when she does have something really delicious, but I think she's taught herself to not feel like, oh, this, this is the last meal I'm going to have, or every single meal has to be that special meal that I get excited over. Um, it more becomes like, okay, I'm going to eat this so I can live, <laughs> you know, food is fuel. I mean, that's what like the trainer mentality is all about, but there does have to be part of that, right? Like there does have to be a part that eats nutritionally, that eats to sustain, you know, a, a healthy body weight, or again, that's, that's actually not why they're doing it, but just, um, you know, eating for nutrition over eating for just pure indulgent pleasure is, is really what Sammy has learned to do. Um, so, you know, she never thought that she'd be that person that's like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to go have a nutritious smoothie that I don't make myself. And so I, so I think from that, I take it that now instead of going out and having the indulgent meal, she'll be like, oh, you know, I can get excited about not having to make the smoothie myself and it's a nutritious choice and it's going to taste different than I normally have and I, I feel good consuming it. Um, but, you know, it's it's and it's a different journey for her because she's deciding to choose something more nutritious over something indulgent and getting excited about it. I know when I eat my antioxidant smoothie, like that superfood smoothie that I posted on my Instagram, I actually, so I like the taste of that, you know, and I, I eat it because it makes me feel really good. And I actually do think, and again, I have this age thing. Like I I do like to eat foods that also have a ton of antioxidants in them because I believe that that helps with cellular repair and I think it's an anti-aging thing. So I literally feel like when I'm eating my smoothie that I make myself that I'm making myself younger. (laughs) So I actually get excited about that. Um, I think it, it helps improve my skin. I think it you know, there's, I think there's neuroprotection in there because I could, well, there is because I put CBD in there. Um, so all of these things, you know, are help your brain age better and help with cognitive decline. And, you know, I certainly don't want to get dementia I and mean, I work around people with dementia and I certainly don't want to end up like that. And I really do believe that your nutrition is part of what keeps you from that. So, um, so anyway, so that's why I look forward to my smoothie. That's one of the reasons. Uh, plus it's filling, plus it's, you know, it's it's all whole foods and it just feels good. So, and I think that's, you know, that's a good reason to want to consume it. Anyway, so then Aileen, uh, you know, she's she talked about, um, you know, just like um, 
Sammy will, you know, go get that nutritious smoothie that kind of changes it up. Aileen talked about, you know, some of some ways that she's changing up eating, eating nutritionally, but changing it up. So there's a little bit more excitement. So she does her, her grocery shopping through Amazon and she like just simple things like instead of adding the same fruit every time she'll add pineapple or she'll add a mango or she'll add kiwi just to change it up. I actually do that too. When I go to Trader Joe's, I I do have things that I consistently get, but every time, especially when I'm trying to eat consistently well week to week, I do add in some different items just so I don't get incredibly, incredibly bored. I actually think that's what Taylor Strecker should do when she's eating regimented. I think what happens with Taylor is she'll eat the same thing for a full week and be so sick of it that it ends up, you know, making her make, you know, not great choices then on the weekends that make her feel bad and she spirals. And I just think if she changed it up a little bit more, she'd probably have more success. Um, But anyway, so, so then they started talking about, um, you know, that when Sammy thought she's gotten more picky or more discerning, basically like not just eating it to eat it. Like if something has a sauce and she doesn't like it, she won't eat it. Um, and I definitely, I'm, I'm like that. I don't eat anything I don't like. It's not, things have to taste delicious. Um, and Aileen was like choosing over accepting, just not accepting whatever is there on the other plate, but deciding to eat or not eat based on that flavor. And so then they started talking about cooking, you know, if they've been cooking more, um, Sammy has not, she said that, her and her husband, Avi, have reconstituted home chores. Uh, she's no longer the main meal maker. And that when she does, she does like to cook. But when she does cook, she doesn't, she likes to like get in there and spend two hours in the kitchen. She doesn't want to make something blah. She wants to like really make something like gourmet, wants to craft something like a pie crust. Um, and she really wants to go for it, which is why she hasn't made that much. And I get that. I I mean, usually when I'm cooking, I mean, right now that I'm in this like healthy mode, I do like to cook something. I mean, I want to make my meals every week. I, I do like to meal prep. And I am trying to change it up so that I don't get so bored. I do need to find a new recipe. Um, that vegetable farro, I'm sorry, the, the curry farro salad that I've made. I mean, I still have some from last week. I just made too much of it and I'm, now I'm sick of it. So anyway, I, I try to find a new recipe every so often to to meal prep with. Uh, but it sounds like her um, Sammy's husband, Avi, is actually really good at making boring stuff. You know, whether it's, you know, a really good sandwich or a salad. Um, and, you know, what she, what Sammy's really gotten into is bowls, like kava bowls, you know, with lots of condiments. Um, they're going to more specialty markets like the German market and the Italian market and getting, you know, different cuts of meat and prepared foods that are unique. So I just think that that's a good way to just never get bored, still maintain excitement. Um, but it sounds like they are trying to just incorporate more well balance. Um, you know, Aileen was talking about she wants a better dressing. Sammy was sharing some of her dressings that she'll make, and she just throws whatever in there. She's like, olive oil, white wine vinegar, red wine vinegar, hummus, pesto, spices. She's like, you can even put steak sauce in there. Honey, seeds. If you put seeds on anything, it makes you look professional. Um, and I I like the balsamic dressing that I made. I, 
that's like my go-to. Um, I did try that Thai peanut dressing recently. That actually came out really good. Um, I do like making dressings as well. It's just, it is a lot of work. Uh, and you know, but I, I hate store-bought dressings. The only exceptions are Trader Joe's does have that really delicious carrot miso dressing and they do make a good cilantro dressing, but you know, I do get sick of it after a, a short period of time. So anyway, Sammy was like, well, what are you making? And I mean, Aileen, obviously being a working mom, busy mom, she's been buying a lot of pre-made meals. She just doesn't find that she has time to cook. And she said she's gotten really into these uh, Instagram pages that have all these plant-based recipes. And, she, you know, she'll never be vegetarian because she loves her skirt steak, but um, she loves the idea of having bowls that mix tons of vegetables and quinoa. And I totally get that. I've actually um, been deep diving into a ton of Instagram pages as well, like healthy recipes, meal prep, um, a lot of vegan too, because I I'm, I'll also will never be vegetarian, uh, or vegan. You know, I like my burgers. I like my filet. Um, I, but I'm also do find a lot of my meals are vegetarian. I just, I do like to eat. I mean, I love plant-based proteins and I, I just don't like a lot of, a lot of animal meat. You know, when I do eat animal meat, it's usually a really small serving. I like a really thin burger. I hate a thick burger. Uh, and so, so I, I totally get this and the salads that I make are always really well chopped. Taylor Strecker would love my salads and I bet Sammy and Aileen would love my salads that I make because I'm super anal retentive about everything being chopped to perfection. If I, I never, I almost never order salads when I'm out unless it's a chopped salad because there's just the lettuce leaves. Everything is just not chopped well enough for me. And it takes me literally five hours to chop everything and mix it perfectly with the perfect amount of dressing. So yeah, and and, and it's a mess. Like if I try to do this at a restaurant, it's a disaster. Uh, so, so anyway, so she, you know, she wants to try to limit some of the turkey and chicken that she usually uses and instead use chickpeas and beans. Um, I get these roasted chickpeas from Sprouts and throw them in my salad or these uh, dehydrated beans. Um, I forget that they're like, I forget the name of them, but I get them off, I get them in Sprouts or off Amazon. And they're basically like, they act as croutons, but they're protein. You know, they're chickpeas and beans. So it's not bread. It's it's a whole food and there's protein in it. So I just think it adds great crunch, great flavor, great texture to the salad and is super healthy. So that's kind of a win-win. She did mention beans and rice. Now, beans and rice can be heavy. Uh, it just depends on how you use it and how you eat it. Um, but beans are obviously a good protein. Uh, and so, yeah. So, I mean, overall, it sounds like they, you know, they want both want to incorporate more fruits and veggies and both believe that that should be kind of the cornerstone of your diet. Um, which I totally uh, agree with. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I want my boyfriend to eat more vegetables. He, he because of his cancer, he says that he can't eat that many roughages and vegetables. I would like to beg to differ, although I need to talk to like, I need to talk to a registered dietitian that has experience with colon cancer. And if anybody out there is a registered dietitian that has experience with people that have had colon cancer and what that diet should look like so it's as nutritious as possible but also works with their unique system, please DM me. Uh, and so then the girl started talking about Real Housewives of New Jersey. 
And I'm a huge Real Housewives fan. I'm not super into New Jersey, but because I listen to so many podcasts that are obsessed with the housewives, I do know about the New Jersey housewives. So I I have seen uh, this woman, Jackie Goldschneider, on there. And apparently she's been open about suffering from anorexia for a long time. Uh, So Sammy was talking about it, that, you know, she was very open about it and that it seemed like on the show that she was in remission. But um, and, and I guess her story was that she was really chubby in high school and, and, and ended up getting such severe anorexia that she actually spent time in the hospital. So, you know, Sammy thought that she was probably in remission most of the seasons that she's been on, but that just this past episode, she said that she's been suffering from anorexia again, that she, she's only been eating salads and the kids are starting to notice and, you know, maybe she'll only eat like two normal meals a, a day or sorry, a week. And... You know, when her husband asked if she wanted to go have early drinks, she was like, oh, yeah, that'll be good because then she won't have to eat. Um, you know, she, but but while she's in this, she also recognizes that she doesn't want to be like this. Like she apparently she made a comment that she doesn't want to be the weird wife that doesn't eat. And, I, you know, I've never had an eating disorder like this. So I can only imagine that the mental anguish that you struggle with on a regular basis every single day surrounding food has got to be just, you know, tormenting. And, you know, but she was very open about it, which Sammy appreciated. And she just liked that she was sharing her struggle and just being very open about it. Uh, and, and she was, you know, it seemed like that maybe part of why she had relapsed was, you know, she, she was very clear that she was worried about how her husband was looking at her And recently on that show, like last season, there had been rumors that her husband was cheating on her, which made them feel like, you know, maybe that was part of what exacerbated this uh, relapse into anorexia. And, you know, Sammy just thought it was, or I'm sorry, Aileen just thought it was admirable that she was sharing her struggles because a lot of times, um, you know, they were talking about how uh, eating disorders can be really kind of... um, what's the word, like glorified almost, and how this really showed you the the struggle that it is and how, you know, it, it's it's not glamorous. It's, it's, it's a difficult situation that a family goes through that affects not only the person dealing with it, but everyone around them. Uh, and that, you know, that she thought she was, she was doing okay, but, but her normal is, you know, counting everything. And, it's just sad, you know. Aileen was like, it was so sad when when Evan talked about her husband talked about that the fact that the kids were noticing it, and she was like, you know, do you really think the kids notice it? And it's, you know, nobody wants to be a burden to those around them. And I would imagine, and again, I don't have children, but if I want, if I had children, I would, I would not want unhealthy habits to be passed on to them. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that this is such an emotional topic for Aileen because she did just have a child and she probably does want to emulate positive, like be a positive role model for healthy eating or or just healthy habits and and not teaching her child disordered eating habits or um, not, you know, teaching her ways of not accepting her, you know, because 
obviously like we're so much more aware of what our comments do to someone's psyche and you know and I think Aileen and Sammy have had just like Jared have had family members that have commented on their weight or their body all their lives in maybe not such a positive way and and what that did to them as they grew up and so you know I think Aileen is very conscious of not wanting to do that to her own child which is great you know we all grow up with things that you know whether you're in an abusive situation or you grow up with or maybe even you work with a boss that you you know can't stand and you you know some people become that and some people promise never to be that and I think the more introspective the more you can learn who you want to be to the world what kind of energy what what you want to put out um, you know it, it just helps you be conscious of being a better person and I'm sure that's tenfold when you have children so you know, for all the parents out there, I know, you know, my own mother and, and look, I, I think a lot of my disordered eating was taught by society's rules, I think. I mean, I think, you know, I, I'm sure my mother implanted some things into my head. And of course, my dad is how I have some of the not great eating habits and binging and nighttime eating habits that, that are out there. But I do remember one time my mother said, and this was when I, I was I think I was speaking negatively maybe about my weight or the way I looked. And she was, I remember Char saying that, did I, she was like, did I teach you to be like that? Did, did I, am I respond? I can't remember exactly what she said, but the point was she was worried that she had like rubbed off on me and that the reason that I was saying these things was a direct reflection of like what she had taught me. And you know, to some extent, I think it, a little bit was true. I think that she, I, she definitely is, she was not on the level of the mother that made negative comments or that put, you know, you know some, some parents put their children into weight loss programs or send them to fat camps or, you know, and that, I mean, I, I can only imagine how destructive that is to a child. You know, my mother was never on any level like that. Uh, I'm sure she she was taught by society, by the patriarchy. And so the comments that she made herself about herself around me were what society taught her, you know. And, you know, overall, my mother has I'm, I'm again, blessed that I have a mother that is, you know, does have really healthy habits. She is why I have a lot of the healthy habits I have. Um, and, you know, she and it's it makes me understand the juxtaposition between, you know, the habits that my dad had and the habits that my mom had and, you know, why it's so important to just be, you know, conscious of the choices that you're making and, and what that will lead to later in life. So, anywho, well, that's the episode for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any comments uh, on these topics yourself, uh, please DM me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast on Instagram. Uh, please follow me on Instagram. Please take time to leave a review. Uh, throw some stars down on your app. So wherever you listen to podcasts, if you go down to the bottom of the page, that's where you rate, review, and you would subscribe at the top, but you rate and review down at the bottom. So um, whether it's positive or negative, I'd love to hear what you think of the show. Uh, and until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.